Welcome to Bring Our Reviews Podcast, where if you want it, we review it. I'm your host, DC, and I'm joined today by Moss. How's it going, everyone? And in this podcast, we review a bunch of things from movie news, TV show episodes, even some comic book information and stuff. This is the 17th episode of the podcast. So, in um, thumbs up, thumbs down, we're going to basically go over trailers and news today. Um, first trailer up is The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. That's a new trailer that came out this since past week. Um, I think I'll go first on this one. I actually gave it a thumbs up. Um, at first, when I saw the initial trailer, I was like, oh, it's okay, fine. And then the whole um, Part 1 had a little bad taste in my mouth because it's so much of the setup. I was like, oh, it's really going to suck. But after seeing this trailer, I was like, all right, it's going to be action-packed. So... I can't wait to see action-packed um, Hunger Games again, because all that talking from Mark and Jay Part 1 made me kind of eh. But if it's just 95% action and 5% talking, I'll be okay with it, because the other one was 99% talking and 1% action, which sucked horribly. But um, what are your thoughts on it, Moss? <laughs> Okay, so I'm one of those snobs, like you already know, that tends to read the book and watch the film and cr- criticize everything. Because if it's not true enough to the fashion of the book, I have a problem with it. And with The Hunger Games, the biggest challenge I thought was going to be depicting the, the, the world environment that they live in where everything can be modified and turned into a weapon at a moment's notice. And with today's technology, that's not that hard. But I agree with you. After seeing Mockingjay, knowing that the film wasn't supposed to be four movies and they stretched it out for four just to make the action scene super epic and also stretch out the series as a whole so that, you know, they can make more money off four films instead of three. I agree. The first one was very, very bland and dry. And it was just, where the hell is this going? And now this one, like you said, it's all the action that was missing in the last film plus this one. So, I, I agree with your feelings. Thumbs up. I'm just mad that they made it into a fourth film and they didn't even, like, you know, give you enough on the last film. So, this one is, like, A, a cult- culmination of everything, and B, it just sucks that it has to make up for the last what the last movie lacked. And other than that, I mean, what happens is epic, and I already know what happens. So, hopefully, hopefully the interpretation is to my standards <laughs> hopefully so who who knows who knows <laughs> right um the next trail up is the good dinosaur it's a new film animated film from pixar um it's mostly about um a dinosaur that has a a pet human which is kind of funny and kind of cool to see the reversal and that kind of um feel and vibe of it um moss what were your thoughts when you first saw this trailer I actually thought it was really cute. I mean, of course, uh, one thing that was kind of a little unsettling but understanding was how they gave the dinosaur human features. So he has, like, human teeth and very human eyes. And not just human eyes, but he has a sense of sentient awareness that we humans have. And when it comes to children, I think they're going to really fall in love with that little dinosaur because... He looked so cute, and he looked like, you know, like a kid if a kid was a dinosaur. 
And I think this movie's going to go over so well. It, it looks really, really well done, and it's really cute film. I almost wish I had a kid to take to see the movie, so I'd have an excuse, but I think I'm going to go anyway. I mean, they're the same people that made Finding Nemo and Inside Out, so... So far, gold is gold. Can't really argue. <laughs> but this looks really great. It looks pretty cute. And the inside joke, the small jokes that do, the anecdotal things within the film, it all looks really well done. And it looks really beautiful. It just looks like a good, feel-good film. Yeah, that's um, that's my sentiments exactly. Um, I gave this one a thumbs up also. Um, it, was, it looked good um, animation-wise. It looked kind of cr- yeah. clean and crisp. And I was like, oh, that's kind of... At was Pixar, so I'm like, all right, it didn't impress me too much, but at the same time, it's like, all right, this is look, gonna look like a great movie. Um, the premise itself, the scene, kind of cool and interesting in the in the fact that we haven't had anything like this before. Um, that I can remember off the top of my head, but um, it seems like it should be a a movie to take your kids to see and uh, actually see the actual visuals from it, especially since the um, Inside Out was such a a great movie um, visually also. So let's see the next um, feature in that movie. It's kind of cool. Um, all right. Um, so let's go to the next, the next trailer. The next trailer is Spectra. Um, Spectra. Oh, the new James Spectre? Bond. Yep. <laughs> Spectre, yeah. Yep. Um, the new James Bond um, um, movie that's coming out. Uh, a trailer just came out um, last week also. So um, it has new scenes. It shows Dave Bautista. So it's kind of cool to see him also. Um I'll start off this one. I actually give this one a thumbs up. Um, you see everything that is the the mythos of James Bond in this trailer. You see the Aston Martin. You see him have gadgets there. You see just straight up hit and hit and hit and hit. And it's kind of cool <laughs> to see, kind of cool to see the new feel of James Bond because the other one seemed too dark and dreary. This one has. A little bit more levity to it, but at the same time, it's bringing your um your James Bond feel to the whole movie franchise. So it's like the other two movies were like a, a setup for it. Like, all right, this is the prequel to James Bond, and then this is the James Bond you've been waiting to see for a long, long time. So it's kind of cool to like see everything in there. You get to see Christoph Waltz. Um, he's he talks about how he's been in every single movie and he's like all right i've been stopping i've been putting the monkey wrench in your plans james from the beginning i was like oh word you've been the, the puppet master back there oh, okay all right christoph watts that's the set and then um it just looks great it really does i can't wait to actually see this um so moss what are your thoughts on this trailer okay when we saw the first trailer a while back yep. it looked of course I was intrigued because it's James Bond and it's Daniel Craig and he kicks too much ass to ignore. But it felt like something was missing only because you didn't know what the hell was going on. It's like, oh, secret society is after James Bond. Uh, okay, but everyone's hiding behind shadows and it looks really creepy and you don't know what the hell is going on. This last trailer, they're like, oh. So you find out that the organization all have one thing in common. Mm-hmm. him as a problem and James Bond is the problem and like you said seeing that gorgeous Aston Martin can we just talk about the Aston Martin for a second was, yeah. that, not th- was that thing not beautiful it was, it was amazing I mean it's it's James Bond so you know he's gonna like practically destroy like three of those in the film but holy hell that thing is gorgeous yeah. and of course back to the guys just like you said what's been missing from before 
and how things change for him and how the last two movies were a prequel and this is like the introduction a lot of people miss that point with daniel craig's james bond how it's how he became an agent, how he had so many issues, and how he becomes James Bond. So his dark and dreariness, yeah, it takes a back seat. And it's much more him being proactive and doing things instead of brooding and just looking borderline sinister all the time doing it. So this is going to be the movie that really defines Daniel Craig's James Bond solely because it's it's been the buildup that we've been waiting for. It's just taken a long time. I don't know if you know this, but I mean, think about when Casino Royale came out like yeah. it was years ago. It was like 10, 11 years ago. So this has been a long time and it, it's taken a while. However, I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm going to be excited to see this movie. So let's see. Yeah, it should be definitely cool. Thumbs up. Definitely cool. Um, which brings us to another trailer, um, Revenant with um, Leonardo DiCaprio. And... Um, the guy who won the best um, director last year, um, um, Ignato, I believe his last name was. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, like Ignato. Ignato. Yeah. It's pretty hard to pronounce, however. Really true. <laughs> really true. But um, all right, Moss, what are your thoughts when you saw this trailer? Honestly, I'm like, oh, wow, another, another movie where some colonial white men are on horseback shooting down natives of the land. And at first I was like, oh, another one of these. And then I was like, well, let me wait till another. I really don't want to give it a, an accurate rating until I see another trailer and learn more of what it's about. Because honestly, all you saw all you saw in the trailer was, you know, men on horseback shooting native Indians. And it's just like, all right, Leo, where's this going? And, yeah. you know, Leonardo DiCaprio takes roles that always have a lot of depth and a lot of layers to his character. So I expect this to have an interesting story. I just don't know what it was. You just showed me, I just saw a trailer where a bunch of native Indians were getting shot down from everywhere by these, these like, you know, colonial white men on the run. Like, I don't know what was happening. I just saw a lot of violence. So I'm I'm not going to give it an accurate rating at the moment. It's going to be thumbs middle until I can find out more of the story. It looked visually impressive, but like I said, I'm giving it thumbs middle until I see some more. Yeah, um, I felt the same way. I gave it thumbs middle also. Just because when I saw the trailer, and it's based on a, on, on true events, so I'm like, all right. Cool, that's kind of right. And then <laughs> explain hearing, the true events. Yeah, just, just, just show me the violence. Yeah, so um, just seeing that and the trailer itself feel kind of bland. Um, yeah, yeah, you're very right. They should put out another trailer soon, and then we'll figure just out. Explain exactly. something. Just give me the premise, because the only time that I saw pure violence and it was based on true events in a trailer, and it just showed violence and it was acceptable was three hundred, and that's why. It was 300. It was a battle. And it was only about a battle. This isn't only about a battle. I, I would really like to know what this is about. Yeah, I'm so, guessing I'm guessing the character is... He's coming back. He's trying to get somewhere, I'm guessing. Um, they, he goes from one place to another. He gets saved a lot. <laughs> so Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. is there and he almost gets killed and someone else saves him. So I'm like, alright, cool. So he's running now because everyone else is dead. So it looks like it. And they all follow him. And then trying to kill looks, him. Some yeah, it looks like a North American colonial film. 
it looks like they're somewhere in North America, like in the far north, upwards of like, you know, from Montana all the way up through Canada, somewhere. That, that's where it looks like it takes place. And uh, I, I mean, it, again, it looks good, but I mean, just because it looks good doesn't mean it has much depth. <laughs> Let's see what, what's going on. I just want to know what's going on. Yeah, so ho- hopefully, hopefully it's good. Um, so far, it looks okay. Um, the whole... Yeah, I felt like I woke up from a concussion and I just saw a bunch of shit go down, and I don't know where what's going on or what ways north or south, and, and just violence everywhere. It's like you woke up in the middle of a war, but you don't know what's happening. You just yeah. see violence everywhere. Very, very true. So, um, all right, it's it it should be okay. Hopefully, um, the <laughs> yeah, hopefully. next trail we have up here is the Maze Runner. Um. The Scorched Trials. Um, this is a new one that came out not too long ago. Um, this one, this one looks amazing, to be honest. Um, I gave this one thumbs all the way up. Yeah. The, yeah, I want to I stack several thumbs on top of each other and just give one gigantic thumb up. Yeah, the, the amount of action and the amount of story it told in this one trailer. I was like, all right, this is going to be kind of crazy seeing the Scorched Trials. Yeah. Um, because even, yeah. even the first one had quite a lot of action. So seeing this, I'm like, all right, this people out there and it's a a real real backstory like okay what's really happened background because now there's another group of kids out there in in the scorch area and then this it looks crazy um so for me i just give it thumbs up it just improved from the last trailer and just gave you more scenes and it didn't feel like they gave you too much of the story but they gave you just enough to where it's like all right now i'm kind of worried and and concerned about what exactly are these people in the background doing to make everything happen? You know, it's crazy. So, yeah. Moss, what are your thoughts on this trailer? Well, first, I'm gonna I'm gonna backpedal a little bit just because this Maze Runner series, personally, I think is gonna be a fantastic series. And the reason I think it is because, like I said, I'm a backpedal. When you and I went to see the movie premiere, the the, the pre screening. And, you know, we were literally in the front row, faced up on the screen. I was still blown away, even though, like, my neck was hurting and it was like a sensory overload. But I was blown away because of how well the story was told, how well everything flowed, how good these kids were acting, and just how visually impressive the movie was. The movie was awesome. It was very well told in the way they left it. Left it in a perfect cliffhanger because you saw some conspiracies going down. You felt like you needed to reach out and scream at the kids and be like, no, don't do this. Don't do that. What are you doing? And I haven't been that emotionally invested in a movie in a very long time. And to see a bunch of kids bring that out of me was awesome. So this second trailer, you're like, all right, this is going to be epic. And then you see the trailer and it doesn't, it doesn't fall short. You see so much of the next level of the world because the first world was that gigantic maze in the wood. And now this one is just a war-torn city. It just looks an absolutely post-apocalyptic city. It just looks absolutely gorgeous. And it's like they had this so well planned out. And it's, it's such an amazing story set against an amazing backdrop with amazing kids in it that are doing great things so i'm all around so excited for this film i think this is this is a breakout franchise and honestly i can't wait to see these guys in so many more films yeah can't wait to see them definitely um 
Then there should be a third one, I believe. Can't remember the title. Yeah, it, but... yeah. There's a, there, there, it's a trilogy. Yeah, so it should be like the new Hunger Games kind of thing, where it increases over time. The over. only thing though is it, it was it's the books were written for teens, so there aren't many books to it. it there's only three, and also this writing style, like I said, it's written geared towards teens, which is good. It's a good book. They're, they're good books. They're, they're just very quick reads. So I'm worried that they might do like what the Hunger Games did and extend it to a fourth movie, but hopefully they'll be able to balance enough action so that we won't have a Mockingjay Part 1 feeling, you know? Yeah, ho- hopefully. Um... <laughs> that's, it. that's it. If you're going to make it four films, cool. Just don't make it, don't make it all dry in one film, because no, that's just. Please don't do that to me. Don't you know, do that to me, it, especially it, it, since I'm still mostly invested. Yeah, it, it'll be crazy, but um, you know, <laughs> you know, studios they want to make extra money, so they will pump out a fourth one, even if they don't need yeah. it. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, of course. And then they, if not, they'll try to pull out one a movie that's based on the the story, a prequel movie based off of before the events happened and all sorts of weird stuff and. I mean that's fine. Just, just, just make sure that you tell the story right before you start going off on your own tangents. You know. Yeah. Ho- hopefully. 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 <laughs> so um, this leads into the the news section of the podcast. Um. Well, thumbs up, thumbs down, actually. Um. So the Rock, he he went on on record, um, saying that he would like to be in a, a um Baywatch movie. So this happened <laughs> back in October of last year. So, um, this past week, we've actually got a director for the movie, um, or not, actually, he's not a director for the movie, he's in talks to be a director for a movie, it's, um, Seth Gordon, and, um, he's basically trying to bring this movie to life, his previous works were, um, Horrible Bosses and, and Identity Thief, so I'm like, alright, those two things are kind of funny, and to think about The Rock being the David Hasselhoff of the series, I guess it could work because you know all the ladies are the rock, so and the guys want to be the rock, so it could work definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I give the thumbs middle for now, just because I'm not completely sold on it. I want to see who else will be in it. Um, the rock seems cool, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. What were your thoughts on it, Moss? Okay, so I've been following the rock since he was running around wearing half a traditional Samoan dress with jerry curls on a flat top. I'm not about to see a movie based off of Baywatch starring him. I see him turning it into a complete comedy. There's no way you can make that. I mean, uh, unless they try to make it into some type of Jaws rendition, I don't see them turning it into an action film. So it's going to be a reason to see scantily clad beautiful women and the best bet they can do is turn it into a comedy with some type of romantic spin to it. And of course they'll add a little bit of drama and, you know, I, I, I see like a beach bar brawl somewhere in the near future. But honestly, I don't want to see a Baywatch film. <laughs> I feel like a cheap cameo for Pat Madison to pop up in any film is a bad idea. And this is one. And I just don't, I, I think that's just a terrible idea. I, I do. I'm not even going to bot. No, rock. No, <laughs> no Baywatch, please. Come on. You, and, you don't, do you want to see him I, running down the beach and the music playing in the background? No? Dude, 
I've seen The Rock <laughs> running around everywhere, being chased by Mick Foley in an I Quit match. I don't care about seeing The Rock run anywhere. <laughs> That's not the issue. The issue is <laughs> it being a Baywatch film. I don't feel like seeing him with a little red safety buoy trying to like jump into some water and pretend Stop like you know shit's going down. I, I think if they turn it into a comedy, it, it will be worth watching. But if they try to turn it into anything other than a comedy, it won't be worth watching. Yeah. And then who are you going to cast alongside him? And he won't be the first because, I mean, people forget, like, you know, Jason Momoa was on Baywatch. Baywatch was never short of hunky guys and beautiful women, but it was only an excuse to watch hunky guys and beautiful women. Yeah. So, it's, and that stretched on for way longer than they thought it would, only because we got so emotionally invested in all these beautiful people. But I don't see a Baywatch movie... I don't see a Baywatch movie investing enough time and energy to build a cast that you can fall in love with and follow because there's not that much time. And it's just Baywatch. So I, I'm not even going to bother giving this a thumb up. Them now. Why? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> just a, why, Rock? Why? All right. All right. Cool. 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 So um, we can go to another thing that's um, a, a why kind of spin to it also. Um, there's been talks with Jason um, Statham and he really wants to have a Crank 3 come out <laughs> don't know why uh, but he really wants to have a Crank 3 come out he said he had fun on the first two and the first two well, of course he had fun on the yeah. first two <laughs> that it was pure insanity mm-hmm. oh god no, uh, yeah it's definitely I'm sorry crazy. as you were saying I'm sorry <laughs> it's crazy to see um him actually want a um a, another one come out. It's, it's going to be crazy and wacky if he if he gets the green light for it. But um, he said basically that um, Paul Feig and Melissa McCarthy spy. The only reason why he got the role or even got the the nod for it was because of a crank movie. So I was like, oh okay, um, it's open up other movies for him and other people see other um, spins to his um, acting ability. So I'm guessing that's why. Plus the First crank actually made some good money. The first crank, yeah. first crank made, I believe, forty-two thousand, forty-two thousand, forty-two million on a twelve million bu- budget. But the second one made um, thirty-four million on a twenty million budget. So it went down a little bit in the, the amount of money it made afterwards. But uh, for me, this is thumbs down. Definitely thumbs down. But I can see why he <laughs> want he want a third crank movie. This is know. this is. This is the kind of film that we would watch on a night that we decide to stay in, keep it low-key, have have some popcorn, and just see something absolutely stupid in the background. Yeah, it would definitely be crazy. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the premise with Crank 2 was absolutely obscene. Dude fell out of a, heli- a, a helicopter uh, face first into the concrete, and they, they brought him back with an artificial heart only to try to kill him again. Come on, man, man. I, I I can make an excuse as to why I witnessed Crank Two. I can't, can't. What? I can't do it. Like, no. Unless they did some issue where it was like Weekend at Bernie's, and they used this corpse to run around and do stupid issue like Weekend at Bernie's. I don't see myself conjuring up any excuse to see a Crank Three. Yeah, it'd be it'd be crazy. But uh. 
let's move on for that one because it's ah just giving a crazy thought in my mind. So um, I mean, we, to his credit, to his credit, he does the the action lunatic psychopath that comes off as funny, really, really good. Which is kind of like what his role was in Spy. He was just act, he was full throttle action, but he came off as funny just because he looked so crazy. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, man, not Crank Three. What, what are you even doing? Yeah, it's definitely crazy. All right, the next section we have is um a quick discussion session. Uh, we have a couple minutes we could spare for this one. Um, this coming to theaters this week are four movies. One is Paper Towns. Two is Vatican Games. Oh, Vatican Games. <laughs> the Vatican, Vatican Tapes. Um, Vatican, three yeah. Is, Vatican Files, right? No, it, no Vatican Tapes. Um, yeah, three Vatican is Pixels. Vatican Files. I apologize. Yeah, yep. Vatican Tapes. Yep. Three is Pixels. And um, four is Southpaw. Um, all right. For this one, out of all four movies, which one would you more likely see this weekend most? Two reasons I would see Southpaw. Uh, that being said, it would be because of the the lead roles, because of Jake Gyllenhaal and my ongoing crush. Wow, I just her name just escaped my head. Rachel McAdams. Uh, yes, Rachel McAdams. I don't know how. Like I just saw it in my head, and the name was gone. Yes, because Jake Gyllenhaal puts on like thirty five pounds of muscle, and he's a very emotional, intense guy. And he got fully into the boxing role. And wow, every trailer I've seen, I, I really want to see. It. And I'm not a big fan of boxing movies, but I think the last boxing movie I saw was Snake Eyes with uh, Nicolas Cage, and it wasn't even really about boxing. Yeah. I just am not a fan of boxing films <laughs> like that, with the exception of, like, Rocky 1, 2, and 4. But, okay. uh, yeah, I, I I mean, it, it looks amazing. It looks like a very, like, the depth behind it looks really good. I mean, I think that this would be the great boxing film since the last one we saw, which was, like, Ali. And uh, he tells a different story. And he doesn't have the hype that Ali has, but he tells a different story of a, a broken man on the road to redemption. And Rachel McAdams is just still my Hollywood crush from I don't even know from the notebook. So <laughs> that's that. All right, cool. Um, for me, um, I would first I have two choices: either Paper Towns or Southpaw. More towards Paper Town because the story it, it drew me a little bit. Just to see the story looks interesting. Yeah. However, at the same time, I'm tired of these coming of age stories of these kids where the boy's this interesting young man who just wants to find some, who has someone he's been in love with and he seems like such a good kid and he falls for the the hot girl next door who gets into all sorts of trouble, but it's okay because she's gorgeous. He knows very little about her, but he assumes that she's fantastic and amazing. And that story happens all too often. And where I would actually like to see the film, because it looks like it's going to be really cute and really well done, I'm also like, oh, God, not again. And I guess it's just because I, I suffer from, you know, that that nice guy syndrome that I see this kid in. And mm-hmm. like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Why wasn't I the, the, the star quarterback on a, in high school? Like, why was I... An awkward team. <laughs> um, it, uh, it does kind of follow the paint by numbers for the teen um, angst movie kind of thing, 
but it looks like it should be cool. Well, like, it, looks like it looks like a very good romance film, like a good coming of age film. It does. It really, really does. Like I think these kids look like they do a well job in their roles. However, again, like this girl is just like takes him on a revenge for her cheating boyfriend and takes him on an adventure because she needs his car and then disappears on him. And it looks nice, but at the same time, he's chasing the chick he thinks is worth it. And he his only his only qualification for her being worth it is because he thinks that she's the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. Is is that plus it's taking him out of his shell, which I was like, oh, that's kind of cool to see that. That part, that part I agree with. That, yeah. I think that's what separates it from the others, where she's not just some dumb girl. She actually, like, has him become someone outside of who he's accustomed to being, and he likes who he becomes. And, like, you know, he appreciates the adventures he goes on. Yeah, the whole disappearing act, that one, I was like, okay, this is kind of fresh right here. This is kind of nice. Yeah. Let me see how he's going to meet up with her. So, yeah. no, I agree with you. I, for me, it would be just reverse. It would be Southpaw, then Paper Town. Right, Pixels cool. would be last, and I, A, hate horror films, and B, hate exorcism films, C, hate Antichrist films, and I would still see that before I see Pixels. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, that's the end of our podcast today. Um, you can find us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, and iTunes at Bring On Your Reviews. You can also email us at bringonyourreviews at gmail.com for any questions or um, inquiries you might have. You can also find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews and use the hashtag Bring On Reviews. Well, Bring On Reviews for any questions you might have for us. Um, you can also visit uh, the website at www.bringonreviews.com for any movie reviews, trailers, um, coming to come to theaters, even this podcast on there also. Um, I'd like to thank my co-host today, Moss. Um, where can they find you on social media? As always, it's a pleasure to be. You can find me on Instagram at defiant underscore Moss. And you can find me on Twitter at GoliathNYC. All right. And um, you can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at Dwight and C. That's D-W-I-G-H-T. A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. And um, you can also email me uh, at dc at bringonreviews.com. And we'll catch you reviewers next time. Have a good one, guys.